Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sit your derriere in the S300 gaming chair from Natural Concepts. Fuck the rest, it's the best. If your chair's got you feeling depressed, take a little look and you'll be feeling impressed. Don't need a degree in economics to see. This is next level ergonomics. Silky, smooth, soft to the touch. You can tell that this chair fucks. Maximum comfort. Premium upholstery. Solid construction. Say goodbye to back pain. Black, blue, red or green. You can pick the colour of your dreams. Treat yourself. You know you're worth it. Maximise your time on Earth. Wanna learn more? Well, here's the way. Go to overclockers.co.uk forward slash podiots. Sit in comfort. You know you want to. Thank you very much, as always, to Overclockers UK and Nitro Concepts for supporting the show. If you'd like to learn more about their wonderful selection of chairs, you can head over to overclockers.co.uk forward slash podiots. And now, on with the podcast. Let me just clear my throat. <coughs> there we go. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, blimey. That was a big one. Did anything just come out of your throat, my some sort of species, or what was in there? Oh, it was like a little tiny kind of shrimp, was it, that got oh. pooed out? Mm. Pooed out of Ben's animals last week, last episode? Oh, God, oh, yeah. The Ul- little t- uh, yeah. Ultra cod? No. <laughs> the ultra cod. <laughs> something cod. Micro haddock. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. What the hell was it called? The mega place. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find <laughs> it. it. That's what I've just coughed out onto my window. Mm. Mm. It went out the other way. So normally they go in through the mouth out the bum. Today I decided to take the uh, the B road. Did it enter <laughs> up your bum? Or? Oh, oh, yeah. Without my permission as well, may I say. It just kind of quite sneakily oh s- snuck its way. Okay, I don't, I don't know where it's going, to be honest. Um, <laughs> someone... Just padding for time. Yeah. yeah. So... And that's okay because it's Ostracod. Oh. Yeah. There we go. I've just Ostra? Caught... How are you... Sp- as in A-U-S? O-S-T. No. Oh, O-S-T. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, I've just, just birthed a little Ostracod. Isn't he beautiful? beautiful. He's like a little that bean with nice. little legs. Oh. So it was an, a suppository of some kind. <laughs> an ostrepository. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I like Supostricod. it. Supostricod, yeah. <laughs> Some, oh, the, the world of the ostracod is an animal we never encountered before, but now I'm kind of fascinated with them. It'll be the, next, um, the next sort of, pro- not product placement, the next deal we do where Ben gets in touch with the manufacturers <laughs> of the ostracod. 
Postrepository, <laughs> whatever it was. What was it? Ostrepository. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, apostrocod. You're going to have to keep popping those up your butt for 48 hours or whatever and see mm-hmm. what happens. I feel like a new man. <laughs> <laughs> Which forums will you go on this time? Oh, I, oh, I don't want to know. The ostracod forums are weird places, and then you get into the fetish ostracod forums. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Bad stuff. Forget about it. Sexy Geordie man sticks an ostracod. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably just, like fit about 50 of them there in one go yeah so even more bang for your buck god for your butt yeah um, mm. can we roll the intro please can we stop okay. this <laughs> sure hello everybody and welcome to poddy it's the official official idiots idiots Podcast. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three uns, where everybody brings a thing along to to talk about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. How are we doing, guys? Excuse me? (laughs) I fucking did. Did you? I fucking did. Oh, we can swear on this, got, can't we? Yeah, got, yeah, we can, yeah. Got an extra 50s worth of Ostracod. Oh. Ostracod and chips. An extra 50s worth of, uh, <laughs> worth of new new flatmate, right? Oh, uh, yeah. If you, so today we we welcomed, we embraced a fifth member to the Ferret Gang, I guess, oh. is what we're calling it now. Little Django. Uh, he's, he's eight years old, and through no fault of his own, he's had to be rehomed because of a, a nasty landlord said... To the owner, it's either you go or Django goes. Django's. Jang 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 has unfortunately gone. To- <laughs> <laughs> Does that hang on? That that sort of uh, ultimatum makes it sound like either they go and Django stays. <laughs> you can keep a ferret in this house, but not with humans. Look, as long as the, f- yeah. the ferret can pick up the rent payments, it's fine. There's- My hands are tied. It's Django's name on the lease. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a little old man. He's eight years old. He's um, he's currently sleeping in the corner after being bullied by the ferrets this afternoon. So, <laughs> oh, if you brilliant. if you hear any shrieks in the background, don't worry. It's just ferrets showing dominance. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go yeah, with, that. with that. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. God, I feel sorry for Claudia because as well as shrieking ferrets, she's also <laughs> just got the occasional. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with. Oh, she won't know what, what's happening. <laughs> Could be anyone shrieking <laughs> of, of the six of you. Oh, it is a hell. Well, then they, she comes in, smells, smells. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a little poo on the floor. <laughs> Sorry, Claude. Who did that? <laughs> Sorry. Michael. You know what it's like? I'm in the middle of potty. It's, I can't exactly get up, can I? Yeah. <laughs> no. You need to get yourself a little potty. It's, <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, nice. <laughs> oh. But how would you buy such a thing, Michael? Mm. With with uh, the lovely, lovely money that our donators have been kind enough to grace us with, their funding, our ferret care, and potiots. Excellent yes. link there, guys. I'm really... You're professionals. Yes, yes. Thanks. We're doing really it. Impressed Here we go. That. Let's, let's catch the ball. And hey, if you wanted to join Pod Squad, the elite listening force... You would just have to donate three pounds or more. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Ooh, what a deal! Just, just three squiddles. You don't have to, of course. The fact you're listening 
means the world to us. However, if you would like to join Pod Squad and get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show, you can do so by going to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations with an S on the end. And uh, and if you go there, give us a little donation. Oh. You get a cheeky shout out. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've got an amazing new Pod Squad for this week. Yeah. And Mikey's going to kick us off. We start with the incredible Finn Tristram. And the very generous, cunning linguist, thank you, who says, love all your work, guys. And we love you, Mr. Cun. Thank you. Mr. Cun. (laughs) Mr. Cun. Sorry. That's not right. Sorry. Anyway, Lord Brotovich, Tommy the Wank Engine. I never went to Puvu Yava. Am I missing something? I never went to Puvu Yava. Is that right? Puvu Java. 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 I don't know. I feel like we are missing something, but... I don't know what we're missing. Well, it's got the word poo in it, so I love it. Thank you, Poo-Voo. <laughs> uh, we got Dobri Vecha Pani Podiotov. Says, very generous again. And he says, or they say, Hello, new Podiot uh, should drop just in time for the 1,000-mile return journey. Whoa. Jesus oh. Christ, hurrah. I wrote the name phonetically for you. Bye. Well, thank you very much, Dobri Vecha. Pa- Pani Podiotov. Bam. Look at that. We're, awesome. We're just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Steve, Stephen Scodes. Specky Becky. And sexy, uncutuous little mud bath. Mm. Oh, goodness me. Un- it continues. Un- uh, unctuous little mud bath. Not unctuous. Not, not uncutuous. That's a different thing entirely. These Trigly Suride. Trigly Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, the list continues with Call Me Alex with no E in Alex, uh, who was very generous and said, I was the one who kidnapped Meatface. Oh, Alex. No. Uh, also, the jinkle, what looked at TP, uh, Kevin from Con, what a wonderful Willem Willie. Nice. Uh, Axel's Alive, 95. Oh, Long Crunchy Carrot, L. Brotovich Loves Louis J. Weber, uh, <laughs> Freddie Weber's Wallows come. Got to be careful with that one. <laughs> Freddie Webber's Wallows come. Nice. Uh, Big Titty Lining McQueef without a T. <laughs> Flaccid Wilson. Donna C07. Please love me. I'm so alone. And Pooba Eats. <laughs> <laughs> At Porridge Boy on Twitter. My Mancilla. Porridge. 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 Hmm. Yes. Cal Joe Go though. Hang on. Cal. Cal Jogo, the hobo with a phone. Oh, nice. The C, the CG, just have a tuck. Shreddy Murphy, Uncle Chucklefucker, Queef Sweat, Mercenary Prostitute, Extra 50s worth of Monica, Super Berto, Ami Dosange, BF Forums Gas Provider. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drowning Bandicoot Fetish. There we go. Brilliant. What a squad. Brilliant. Oh, but wait, hang on. There's still more because some of you naughty boys and girls and others are still using the old forward slash vidiots official link. Luckily, we've caught it this time, but we don't usually do it. So please make sure you're donating to Podiot's donations. We start with the very generous Noor Sam Divad, who says, I've been a huge fan of you guys from the name redundant days and I love your content here on Vidiots and at New Ventures. Just wanted to finally put something forward to the things I love. Although Vidiots has changed... I still love the podcast. Thank you very Aww. much, Noor Sam. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, there's also Trunter's Turkey Twizzlers and someone's flipping daughter. <laughs> it's a very rude word, that. It's the worst word ever. Go on, Peter, don't be a coward. Oh, you want me to... All right, then. You can do it. Yeah, go on. Could you see what your daughter's done? Your cunting daughter. 
for those who don't know, it's a reference to it's it's a line from what was it, The Exorcist? Yes, something. I think yeah. so. Ah, of course. And also, very big thank you to Schnack, who was generous and said, "Been listening in your various guises for years, but not been able to donate so far. Has been saving for a deposit for my first home. I am now in and wanted Ooh. to pass some cheer on to you three wonderful chaps. Memory cards is the best thing on YouTube, no doubt. <laughs> thank you, Schnacks. Congratulations on your home ownership. Yeah, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, you've escaped the eternal hellhole that is renting. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. And expect to hear this short recording in its entirety again at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, just with their messages still included. Me <laughs> saying that word again. Oh, boy. Yeah. Body, it's donations. Lovely. Now, now back to the, the present tense. We got there. Thank you, everyone. That's your pod squad for this week. Streamlabs.com forward slash podcast donations. If you'd like to join and get a shout out at the beginning, I don't know the shout like it. I have brought some questions along from the pod squad and non pod squad listeners. Oh. Mm. Uh, got five for you in no particular order. Not that Chris Hardwick at C underscore Hardwick on Twitter asks or says, Vidiots is now a takeaway franchise. <laughs> What's on the menu? In brackets, it says, I'd be quite partial to some Brian Butter chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite good. Okay. Which I like. So I I guess, I mean, not that this rule has been imposed by Chris Hardwick, but maybe we need to come up with a few dishes that are Mm. puns on the the family, the universe. Okay. Friends. I'm I'm now saying Ostracod's a part of the video universe. It's got to be like Ostracod and chips. Ostracod and chips. That's that's, that's, that's eat. Knock that one out of the park straight away. Bam. If we're a fish and chip shop, we could do mad stunts on your pedal pike. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a nice. It's going to be fish puns now. Is that what this? (laughs) I don't know. That just seemed like an easy one. You get um, a nice sangria in a Michael Jokeson. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah. (laughs) Not a pun. But I feel like we do need to offer Chill Grill's finest uh, <laughs> unmelted, hard grated cheese on hot chips. Absolutely. Mm. We'd be nowhere without that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, a selection of Dick My Drinkos. Nice. Oh, oh there it very is. Good. Nice. Yeah. Very, very good. And when we um, when we make bread, we prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Really? <laughs> We could do, um, if it's a chip shop, you could also do um, a battered sausage and could do worst game ever. Oh, very oh, good. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a lovely selection um, of pieces of cake. Oh, of course we have. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, rest in peace, memory cods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is... It's all just cods. Just cods. Hey, hang on. We could have desserts as well. We've got a couple of, we got pieces of cake. we got post some tart as well. Oh, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> we have, yeah. Um, I'm desperately trying to think of one for Billy Ray Walrus, but I I just can't. That's no. That's what we call the large meal, a Philly Ray Walrus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or or Philly cheesesteak, Philly Philly Ray Walrus. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah, I like that. Um, Dick and, uh, 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 salmon Miller. Yeah. <laughs> salmon <laughs> Miller is very good. Yeah, and we just sell the cake with our Ronald Coon on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it costs a hundred pounds. <laughs> That's what you get pieces of with your pieces of cake. It's the Ronald Coon cake. There you go. I know it's Grimace, isn't it? It's Grimace. Yeah, sorry. Oh, well, yeah. He's he's saying Ronald Ronald Coon. He's addressing Ronald Coon. Sorry, my Mm. mistake. Uh, Is there any... We got anything else? I want one for Dick and Dom, but... Oh, yeah. Um, Dick and Dom. Dick and Domino's. Dick and Domino's. Dick and Dom. That's the name of the place. There we go. You get a Dick and Lick and Domino's. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I think we've... we've, That menu is second to Gordon Ramsay. That's, it's... Oh, hang on. Oh, Can't forget the steak on Trent. Oh! Mm, delicious. Mm. 
<laughs> it, it is smoggy. <laughs> There's a trolley in mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've we've that's a, a veritable bounty. Uh, absolutely, that There's loads there. Yeah, yeah. Um, sticking with food, though, I will just move on to question two before we go to a thing. Uh, John O'Deakin at John O'Deakin twenty says that uh, Turkey Twizzlers are back. What? Did what? This? Did you not what? Are you not aware of this? It was trending no. on Twitter like two days ago, time of recording. Uh, Turkey Twizzlers, Bernard Matthews, uh, <laughs> they're back um, in what? pog form. Why? They're healthier, apparently. They're like half the calories. They're or some... massive. Oh, my God. Well, that's one for the thread. Michael's found a very strange photo there. I'll stick that in the thread now for everyone to go back to and look at. That's incredibly specific. Turkey Twizzlers are back. Did you enjoy Turkey Twizzlers as a kid? Was you gutted they were banned 15 years ago? Are you happy they're back? I was gutted when they got banned 15 years ago, and I have hated Jamie Oliver ever since. Fair, fair. Yeah, I hated Jamie Oliver before he banned Turkey Twizzlers, but uh, <laughs> that's just me. What did you hate him for? For being a naked chef? Or yeah, you were in your early teens. How did you? Why did you hate him? My cousin worked at a Jamie's Italian, and it was apparently a horrible place to work. And oh, I think oh, no. he was like publicly. I think the newspapers talked about how he was fairly dismissive of the uh, frequent reports of poor working conditions at his own restaurants. Oh, brilliant! Oh, I see. Well, then. I think that's that's what did it. Um, I never really had a turkey twizzler. I've probably had one once at like someone's house, but we never we never had turkey twizzlers as a kid. That's probably why you're oh. so healthy now. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really healthy. You haven't yeah. been stained by the twizzlers. God, they used to be a regular fixture in our school, which always felt a bit weird because yeah, they are they were horrendously unhealthy and not really meat, but. Whenever they were on at school, it was like a horde of people rushing to get the Twizzlers before they ran out. Like, we went rabid for them. Yeah. I think they did serve them up at my, my primary school, but I didn't have... I, I brought my own lunch in. Like, about 50% of the kids would just bring lunch from home, so I didn't have them. But uh, We should probably say, just for anyone outside of the UK who's got no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> what a turkey Twizzler is. Do you guys it's want to a, try and describe that? It's a flavoured meat corkscrew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever seen a duck penis before? It's exactly like <laughs> yeah. that. I think that's what it is. It's just a turkey's twizzler, isn't it? <laughs> there is nothing natural like that in nature apart from duck dick. Yeah. Oh, dear. Either that or it's made from specifically the red jowly bit from a turkey. It may that's, That might be where they take the cuttings from. I don't know. Oh, man. I did. I used to love them. I did really used to like them a lot. Mm. Yeah, they were... They were lovely, for lack of a better word. They were really nice. I suspect I would have liked them. Yeah, it was it was yeah. just like meaty grease, essentially, with a bit of a bread crumb, bread bread crumb. Sorry, bread. <laughs> oh my bread god, crumb coating. Uh, it's it's it, it would if if it had never got banned, it probably would have been part of the Vidiot's worst games ever meal. Yeah, because it kind of fits in right with beans and uh, potato smileys. It does. Mm, yeah, it's that genre of food. Yeah. So were you guys gutted when they were banned? Did you think it was that it shouldn't have happened? I was upset. I mean, I was indifferent because yeah. I, you know, I can't say I, I had them too many times. I thought they were tasty, but when they were taken away, it was like, oh, that's a. I suppose that's a shame. Time for me to move on with my life. <laughs> yeah, time to cook up some potato smileys and chicken dinner. Think about them at all. But what's what's the story? That why are they why are they back and how can I get them? I think Mr. Matthews Bernard. Bernard yeah, to us Bernard. from Bernie. He's the one decided... in the photo, isn't he? That Mikey put yeah, there. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. 
Bernard has decided that I guess just enough time has passed that he's like a disgraced YouTuber who's decided, <laughs> okay, I can come back now, I think. Um, My apology video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we cancel Bernard Matthews, please? Well, I think he got cancelled by Jamie Oliver. That's the that's the point. <laughs> Bernard Matthews have just been making suspiciously shaped chicken nuggets ever since but <laughs> yeah. haven't touched turkey twizzlers gradually getting closer and closer to a spiral but daring not go too close turkey cones was their latest <laughs> bold adventure. Oh. i'm just reading an article about it now um originally turkey twizzlers had a, actually do you want to guess what the the turkey content was in percentage oh i don't want to know 15 <laughs> percent i'll i'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say more 23 percent you're both very very under there actually it was 34 percent so it wasn't as bad as we thought good for them excellent a third turkey (laughs) but the new the new improved versions have a whopping 70 percent turkey meat wow they can actually and only 30 percent horse (laughs) (laughs) and one percent twizzle yes yeah i I, yeah i missed them when they were gone but i think i got over it as a kid you kind of quickly move on from things don't you it's like ah yeah oh well yeah. oh what's they that a nice artificial flavor i think that's what most people missed yeah it didn't mm. taste anything particular like it tasted a turkey twizzler mm. yeah it was seasoning but what seasoning it was is up to you <laughs> oh, and then mikey just moved on to beaten at that point oh, yeah, i guess well, yeah beaten and pirates and holidays and i forgot all about the twizzlers <laughs> Lovely. Who needs them? It's a shame the meat content's gone up because I probably could legally eat a 30% turkey Twizzler. That's yeah. pretty much vegan, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's how it works. I think if you, this is how it works if you just cut a third off. Is yeah. that the turkey gone? <laughs> exactly. Just like um, Little Britain. If you cut it in half, you can eat twice as much. Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, that's good. Good news. They're back. Yay. And better than ever. Uh, I'm so thrilled. Who would like to do a thing? I'll do, I'll do my th- I'll do my thing. Go on. Sure. It's a very important topic, so I think it is good we get it out of the way first. Right. Animals as weapons. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's about time we talked about this. It's a pressing issue mm. in society right now, and I think we'll address it. And I think everyone be more knowledgeable for it. <laughs> you never know what you're going to. What, uh, sorry, I've just <laughs> totally fluffed up my own script here. Never mind. You never know when you're going to be going about your daily life and the challenger appears and you've got to fight them off. But what do you do if you've forgotten your trusty pocket knife as you carry about to stab people that come up to you? Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You obviously reach for the nearest animal, like these four people did. So I've, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Not where I thought this was going. <laughs> no. I thought you were gonna do like the the dogs that they strapped bombs to and made them <laughs> run under tanks and stuff. It's it's somehow more grim, but also more lighthearted than bomb dogs. Bomb dogs who were trained on allied tanks, um, and then when they set them out in the field to run at enemy tanks, they weren't familiar with enemy tanks, so they ran their bombs underneath <laughs> their own team's tanks and blew them up. Oh, amazing! Excellent. That's what yeah. they deserve. Yeah. We start with Florida native, because of course, where else would something like this happen? Rodney Bolton. He was a 38-year-old homeless man. Um, one day, he decided to wander into a pet store, and he locked eyes with a little ferret. Uh, oh, no. He decided the ferret was now his, and proceeded to stuff it down his trousers and flee the pet store with his new companion. Right. Okay. But as he got outside, he was confronted by a 17-year-old who had witnessed the act of grand theft ferret and decided to step in. 
And at this point, Rodney switched into fight mode, whipped the ferret out of his trousers, and slapped the 17-year-old in the face with it. Oh, my <laughs> oh no. God. Is the 17-year-old alive? Oh, thankfully, yes. Uh, in the panic state, the ferret bit the kid's uh, face. Mm. But luckily, everyone got away unscathed. Uh, the, the article was very brief, considering the wacky tale this is. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. To, I assume the ferret got back at some point if they caught the man. Or maybe the ferret just ran off to bite some more kids in the face. Um, mm-hmm. But Florida law considered the ferret a special weapon. <laughs> and as as such, um, Rodney was charged with dangerously wielding and a battery charge. Wow. So uh, any, uh, it, so I didn't realize that anything could become a deadly weapon. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But ferret, cute innocent pet, use it as a weapon, bam, that's now a deadly weapon. And you're going to- Yeah, I guess they don't want to have like a list of what counts as a deadly weapon. And then someone decides, well, I'm going to get away with it because I'm going to use, you know a comedy inflatable banana or whatever because <laughs> it's not on the list so it's fine yeah, it's fine there is no information about this is there every news story has the same four sentences yeah it's <laughs> mad i i because i i mean maybe no one wanted to talk about it like if you're getting slapped in the face of a ferret it's a bit embarrassing but there must be one reporter out there who's like no i'm gonna get to the bottom of this story who is rodney bolton <laughs> yeah. what, what happened to the ferret yeah, what yeah. happened to the ferret? Is he is he in a lockup somewhere? An evidence lockup? Still, <laughs> was it Django? Maybe that's why he wasn't allowed oh to stay God. in his house. Yeah, that's it. He's a deadly weapon. Shit, Django, come on. Mm. But what if you've got an annoying child on your hands? What what can you? What's the perfect animal to use in retaliation? Oh man! If you said a hedgehog as an impromptu, <laughs> impromptu sentient shuriken, you'd be right. Oh my! I mean, it is a weapon I would choose if I had to use an animal. I, like that is the animal that is kind of a weapon in itself, so it mm. makes sense. So a, a poor fifteen-year-old boy was returning home with two friends when he was confronted by four men. One of the men, William, asked, "Do you want to wear a hedgehog helmet?" <laughs> the boy obviously indicated he'd rather not. But William persisted and threw the animal and hit the boy in his hip, leaving quite a mark and several quills stuck in his skin. Ooh. And it gets weirder. At this point, the boy's mother intervened and William responded by pulling down his trousers and exposing his ass to everyone. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's what you do, right? Once you've launched your hedgehog and you've got no other weapons, bam, use your ass. Yeah. This is so vidiots. It just sounds fake. <laughs> it sounds like a stupid story that we've just riffed on out of nowhere, but it's allegedly true. It re- it really does. Like I, I found these in an article. And I was like, I'm not going to trust this article. I'm going to Google all these separately. And yeah, these are all completely true reported on the BBC and everything. Oh, uh, Will- William was fined for his, for his offense, uh, for assault and offensive behavior. However, the more serious charge of assault with a weapon was dropped, thankfully, <laughs> make, making him narrowly avoid a five-year prison sentence and instead was oh. handed a $500 fine. Wow. I think that's how much, that's, that's the price for using a hedgehog as a weapon. That's what you get. So far, neither of these people have been convicted of cruelty to animals. No, Just which, want is, to point that out which so is really far. bizarre because it is definitely cruelty to animals. <laughs> In 2008... Career criminal Fred Louis Irvin robbed a North Carolina gas station, and after grabbing everything he could from the cash register, he hopped across the road to a nearby parking lot to steal a getaway car. However, the car he targeted was accompanied by its owner, Irene. He was just trying oh, no. to get into it with her shopping. Bless her. No. But this didn't stop Fred. He was he had his eyes set on that on that car, so he wrestled to the ground and started attacking her. 
and in a heroic moment, you know, all these people stood by, flooded in to try and save her. And one of the one of the shoppers um, managed to find a turkey, a frozen turkey that had spilled from Eileen's groceries, oh, and proceeded to whack Fred over the head with it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Good job it wasn't a Twizzler. <laughs> yes, I nearly said Twizzler. I got Twizzlers on the brain. God, he would have killed him with E numbers. And despite the head injury, our, 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 I don't really know how to describe him. Our, our just maniac Fred managed to escape in Irene's car, albeit in a messy fashion. And he hit five other cars on the way out of the parking lot and was promptly apprehended by the police not long after. Wow. Sounds like a lovely chap. Uh, this last one is the best story I've ever heard. Oh, God. Okay, that's quite a claim. <laughs> it's amazing. So... If you're on a mission to destroy the Hell's Angels, yes, <laughs> what could possibly be the most fitting weapon for the job? Well, boy, do I have a story for you. A German student had decided to stop taking his depression medication and went on the journey of a lifetime. Armed with only a puppy and a pair of shorts, he got into his car and drove to the nearest Hell's Angels hideout. Uh, this all took place... Yeah, Germany. German student, I did say good. Mm. I, d- I didn't think Hell's Angels had that much of a hold on the world, but they got hideouts everywhere, apparently. Hideouts? Yeah, yeah. little hideouts. Cute. It's a clubhouse. Let's say that. That's more fun. Mm. Yeah. So he strode into the grounds uh, heroically, again, dropped his shorts, and just <laughs> displayed himself in front of everyone. I I don't understand the correlation between attacking with animals and showing your ass, but it's there. <laughs> Bikers, obviously stunned, try to figure out exactly who had just walked in. And at this point, the student pulled out the puppy and hurled it at the nearest leather-clad man. Just pause, take in the image. Guy, shout shorts on the ground. Puppies being flinged at big burly men in a motorcycle gang compound. But that's not all. <laughs> at this point, uh, the the student must have realized what he'd just done and kind of come back to reality and he decided it was time to escape. So the first phase of the escape involved running to a nearby building site and commandeering a fully operational bulldozer. Oh my God. (laughs) Phase two had him realizing they aren't actually that fast and they're not really the best vehicles for a speedy getaway, but he persisted. Phase three saw him causing a three mile traffic jam on a highway as he slowly drove away from the bikers, who surely could have just gone up next to him and knocked him out at this point. I assume they just let him go because you don't you don't mess with a man who throws puppies and drops his trousers. Mm. And uh, once uh, eventually on the highway, he gave up. Uh, just He just ditched this bulldozer right in the middle of the highway and hitchhiked the rest of the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming... Just in po- his shorts. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming so. But I don't know. Maybe if you see someone shortless on the side of the road, they need picking up more than anyone. Wow. And he got home so. safely, well, relatively safely, but he was quickly apprehended by the law and the puppy was thankfully handed over to an animal shelter. That's, oh. that's the one story that actually tells you what happened to the animal. So yeah, I'd be glad to hear the puppy's all right. It's, it's a hell of a story for it to tell his pups at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've been in the Hells Angels nest. I got flung at a bike or whatever. You will never believe what happened to me <laughs> when I was a puppy. There you go. There's some ideas wow. in case you ever need some impromptu weapons. What a tale. What brilliant. Will, keep that in mind next time I'm, you know, in a fight, which is like all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Just whip your ferret out. Bam. Yeah. We'll move on to a question here from Matthew Sivia, I think, at Matty Sivia on Twitter. Uh, Matthew says, 
As Poddy, it's is kind of like show and tell. What's the best thing you ever brought to or saw at show and tell? <laughs> um, I'm willing to expand the question into... Did, can you remember anything <laughs> worth telling about show and tell? Because I remember a show and tell that I did that was really lame, but I thought it was like, you know, I, I put a lot of work into it. Oh, bless. Um, I want to hear about it. Okay. So... We were told that we would do, uh, everyone was going to do a presentation. That was the word they used, even though we were only in like year five or something. Uh, so we would just do a talk for like three minutes about anything we wanted. And, you know, people brought like their skateboard in, or uh, I think one or two people were fortunate enough to be able to bring their dog in or oh, something nice. like that, or their rabbit, you know, in a box. Um <laughs> And I didn't know what I was going to do mine on. And I I, I visited my uh, my grandparents that weekend who live out in the country. And uh, we went out on a walk with their dogs. And uh, we used to walk up to these like old quarries that were like way up on like the, the moor side. And when we were walking there, I was saying like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do my show and tell on. And uh, we just decided as I was walking up there that I would just do a presentation about the quarries so brilliant very interesting we we were staying the night so that night we went and we bought like uh one or two disposable cameras from the chemists oh nice and uh the next day we walked back to the quarries and i took lots of photos of like the bare (laughs) rock and stuff like that and uh, my granddad was telling me like about the dry stone walls that were there. And I remember, I actually remember like stuff he told me. He was like, oh yeah, sometimes you'll see a dry stone wall that's like two layers deep and there'll be occasional stones that go all the way through both layers. That That's how it holds together. And they're called keystones. Oh. So I still remember that now. And then I was thinking like the whole time, I was like, oh, this is, this is not really going to be like that exciting as a show and tell. And then we got to uh, this like old footprint in the floor, like a, a the footprint of a building, and uh, it was apparently where they'd like they used to store the dynamite for the for the quarry. And so I I really hammed that up in the uh, in the presentation. I was like, oh yeah, they used to store dynamite in here, and like if anyone had ever got in here and got the dynamite, they would have been able to like blow up the whole village, <laughs> and oh, it would have been like it would have been a catastrophe, and. Uh, I, I think it went down well with the teacher because it wasn't just a really tedious, this is my rabbit, he <laughs> eats carrots and drinks water. So uh, that was my very off-the-wall choice because I couldn't think of anything else, you know? That's that's what I ended up doing a, a show and tell on. That was a monumental effort, to be fair. Not only did you visit the place twice to do research, you also bought a camera. That's amazing. Well, I needed something to show, I oh, guess. Tr- I couldn't just tell. <laughs> you could bring a rock or two, I guess. <laughs> I think I did bring a rock or two, yes. but I also... Excellent. I, Good. We got all, the, got all the pictures printed and stuck onto a big piece of cardboard. And then I, uh, I did my did my presentation. That's really nice. Aww. Yeah. I think my highlight... We didn't really do show and tell that often. I think it must have happened like once or twice in my entire life. But mm. one time we came into school... And we were informed oh, that, oh, Hannah and Alex have brought in their ducklings. <gasps> what? <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I don't know how this happened, but they just brought them in. And, like, we get escorted out of the room in, like, groups of three or four. And we just go sit with the ducklings for ten minutes. And it was the best day of my school life because I just sat there with a duckling sleeping in my arms like, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. This is education. This is what I want to be doing every day at school. God. Yeah, that I want more ducklings in schools. Let's do that. That's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. Gosh, they should do that. They should have because they have um, uh, when when I was at uni during exam period, uh, they would have dogs brought in like puppies and have like a puppy petting room for a day because uh, they'd heard it was happening at another uni and everyone was jealous about it and it New never Ca- happened newcastle uni did it i went to it i wasn't even a student oh really <laughs> just how about you ben i can't say that i have ever experienced a show and tell firsthand oh, oh really don't think i've ever done one yeah oh, should... i mean we called it circle time at our school but oh. it was the same thing no, um, we'd never had anything like that, unfortunately. Oh, no. Well, I mean, at least you're living show and tell for like 60 episodes now with Podiots. So. It's true. That is what we do here. Or just tell. Tell, yes. Yeah. Well, you go to Twitter for the shows and you listen for the tells. Yeah. yeah. Show and tell really was like everybody brings a thing along <laughs> to talk out about. Yeah. It's kind of what it is, really. But. Yeah. Oh, oh well, sorry to hear you, you never had ducklings at school or learned about a sick quarry. <laughs> I know, I know, but I do have something I can show and tell now. Oh, very okay. good. Very I good. like that. Go <laughs> for it. So imagine you've committed a crime, right? Ooh. Imagine. Just yes. imagine. Ah, yes. Imagine that big juicy crime what you've done. You've gone into an interrogation room. You're awaiting some sort of professional who's going to come and ask you difficult questions. Do you have a lawyer present? I don't know. Apparently, uh, inventor Helene Adelaide Shelby kind of hoped that you wouldn't. Okay. When she, in the 1920s, filed a patent for this amazing confession-extracting machine. Oh, my God. Without context, I'm going to send you a photo of it right now. So you sat down. And this is what's in front of you. No. What? what? Which one are you? Sitting down? Uh, no. Well, actually, it looks like you're stood up for some reason yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, what? That... I'm trying to decipher this. This is bizarre. Looks horrible. It's like, just judging from the picture, it looks like, you know, there's someone behind a scary model. They're like the operator, and you're going to be interrogated by some sort of demon. I think that's the idea here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's here's what it be. Mm. Courtrooms of the 1920s might have been a bit more exciting if law enforcement officials had taken the advice of one Helene Adelaide Shelby of Oakland, California. Shelby's innovative idea, what if someone besides an ordinary detective oversaw criminal justice-related interrogations? What if, for instance, the questioner was a giant skeleton with glowing red eyes and a (laughs) camera hidden in its skull? Okay, now you say that, that is literally what it looks like, yep. Yeah. It is that. U.S. Patent 1749090, a.k.a. Apparatus for Obtaining Criminal Confessions and Photographically Recording Them, was filed by Shelby on August the 16th, 1927. Her goal was to cut down on retracted confessions. It is a well-known fact in criminal uh, practices that confessions obtained initially from those suspected of crimes through ordinary channels are almost invariably later retracted, she explains in her patent application. I've got a front-facing photo... Of the Skelly Boy. Oh. There he or she is. Oh my god, oh. it's horrifying. Her invention. The thing is. Yeah. Oh, please do carry on. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. Well, the, the weird thing is to me is that this might be intimidating if you 
were completely, like, if you weren't expecting it at all, and then you just got shoved into a room with a talking, glowing <laughs> skeleton, right? Mm-hmm. But surely word would get around the yes. the circles of like criminals within days. That oh, just by the way, if they interrogate you at the local, you know, the local Nick, it'll be like some stupid model that they've got, and like, don't worry about it. It's just there's a guy yes. behind it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you would think so, but uh, she was she was quite convinced. Uh, her invention, which she describes as a new and useful apparatus, oh, it is designed yes. to produce a state of mind calculated to cause a criminal, if guilty, to make confession thereof. God. Straightforward enough, right? The twist yeah. is, as always, in the execution. Shelby's invention works like this. First, the suspect is confined in a small dark chamber. In the accompanying illustration, this ne'er-do-well is bem- is a bemused-looking man in cuffed pants standing upright, all very suspicious. Mm. The examiner, who is in charge of eliciting uh, information from the suspect, sits in a second attached chamber and asks his questions through a megaphone. <laughs> the suspect cannot see his human questioner, though. Instead, as soon as the examiner flicks a button, a curtain lifts within the chamber and the unlucky interrogee is suddenly faced with a figure in the form of a skeleton, surrounded by a diaphanous veiling and illuminated from both above and below by a plurality of electric lights, it says. Plurality? That's a good word. This light and curtain scheme is designed to make the skeleton seem like an apparition, as though it has spontaneously (laughs) arisen inside the confession booth. The skeleton's eye sockets contain red light bulbs for the purpose of importing an unnatural ghastly glow. And the megaphone is positioned in such a manner that the voice of the operator appears to come from the mouth of the skeleton. And then it says in parentheses, it also blinks. Oh my god. (laughs) Effective? You bet. These illusory effects of a supernatural character, Shelby writes, will work upon the suspect's imagination. Convinced that he is speaking to a true ghost skeleton. The bandit in the chamber will spontaneously confess his most secret crimes. A ghost skeleton? Oh yeah, apparently so. It's not just a, <laughs> like a, an undead thing. Nope. It's the ghost of a skeleton. It was a skeleton in its previous life. <laughs> While the suspect is spilling his guts to the skeleton, the skeleton is recording the suspect via a film camera installed in its skull. Said camera is a nifty machine that, as Shelby explains, can photographically and simultaneously record both scenes and words. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Later, if the criminal attempts to retract his testimony, the pictures and audio which depict his every expression and emotion can be marshaled as evidence. Uh, Who was the woman behind this twisted piece of genius? A search for Shelby's name in newspaper archives reveals only a few hints about her life. She was a bit of a real estate maven, selling and leasing properties in Oakland, Santa Cruz and San Francisco. She occasionally bet on horse races, and she died in 1947, leaving behind her husband, Edgar. Invention-wise, she was a one-hit wonder. She has no other patents on file. It doesn't seem as though anyone ever built her skeleton-based interrogator either. Which is probably for the best, because apparently in 1961, the Supreme Court ruled that coerced confessions are not admissible in court. Mm. Oh, there could have been a good 30 years there of coerced skeleton confessions. That would be an amazing (laughs) period of crime. What, What I love is, yes, as Peter pointed out, somehow word wouldn't spread and people just wouldn't want to do crimes anymore unless they see the ghost skeleton and they don't want the, they don't want to hang out with the ghost skeleton yeah and then the ghost skeleton 
is only really there to spook them, but also the, the camera is there to make sure... It seems like the whole point of this invention, as listed in her patent, was to stop people from retracting their testimonies, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's somehow ignoring the fact that a camera could be installed in the room anywhere at any time <laughs> Yeah. during regular confessions. Yeah, she's saying that the skeleton will get them to confess, mm-hmm. which is not the problem that she's identified. She's she's identified that the problem is if you get them to confess by normal means, they retract it. Yeah. So she's saying, but to solve the retraction, there will be a camera in the room. So surely you don't need the skeleton. You just need the camera. Exactly. I think uh, I think you're thinking about this too boringly. It's, I mean, if you, <laughs> uh, you if you were in a room, uh, a curtain rises, and you're face to face with a glowing red-eyed skeleton with ghost of a skeleton, ghost of a skeleton. Ghost of a skeleton. Sorry, yep. with the sound of a camera rolling because they weren't quiet back then. It would be like <laughs> and like this megaphone. What did you do? Where did you commit the crime? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be the most authentic, believable confession ever. And, and it I, blinks. It, yeah, it blinks. that's the weird thing. Skeletons can't blink. They don't have eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I wish someone made this. I really want to see a real-life version of I this. I think we can do it. This would have taken me in until I saw a skull blink, and then I would have been like, hang on Dang, a minute. That's not right. I don't know any skeletons that can blink. <laughs> ghost skeletons. Ghost, sorry, Please, ghost let's skeletons. Let's not forget this. Yeah, no, that's the important line. Uh, this article comes from atlasobscura.com, by the way. It was written a few years oh, ago. Fantastic. So, uh, this is a real patent. It exists online, and uh, hopefully, someone makes it at some point. There's still time. It's coming up on the 100 mm. year anniversary of this patent. Oh, well, let's celebrate it in style. Yeah, I agree. Does this mean it's still patented, or do you have to keep paying for those to roll um, around? I don't know. You know what? I'll give it a Google right now. It's, uh, oh, I can click on it. I can click on it. It takes me to the Google patent. Yeah, there it is. Um, ooh. Oh, it says it says it has expired, but I think it still has assigned that number. Quick, get in, someone! Quick, repatent this. Do it. Is that how that works? Can we do I that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> if you adapt the design a little bit so it doesn't have eyelids, then it's a whole new invention. <laughs> yeah, oh, sounds great. And this, uh, we'll use it in our in our restaurants. It'll, the the skeleton, the glowing red-eyed skeleton, will take your orders. And if you complain that what you got wasn't actually what you ordered, we'll have recording proof of you ordering the Brian Butterfield chicken. Yes, go, Aha, got you. Yeah, that's what you wanted. You also, this was her only patent. <laughs> it's a hell of an impact to make in the world. Yeah, isn't it? just this you can't just real estate maven drop the the ghost skeleton and then leave it. <laughs> like she had so much more to give than this surely what did it say about her death she died in 1947 i believe which also appears to be the same year that this oh my god it expired i think the ghost skeleton got out (laughs) and i think it killed her oh no she died in 1947 leaving behind her husband eric and the ghost of her own skeleton (laughs) yes maybe edgar her dead uh her surviving husband no edgar is the skeleton the ghost skeleton Mm, or maybe yeah. she's now the oh my there's so many questions yeah. oh my god we need someone to, we need to get someone to look into this let's contact the estate yeah with, uh, <laughs> helene see what we can work out mm. god well that That's was amazing. an incredible story thank you you're very thank welcome. you i'm in love with it i'm just gonna i'm gonna get a picture printed out of my wall now and <laughs> attach red leds to his eyes so it feels like i'm actually being interrogated yeah <laughs> good uh, well, talking of ghost skeletons, we've got a question here from Ghost McGonads. Nice. Brilliant. Who says, 
It's so weird seeing the word Fortnite used now. Sorry? It's so weird seeing the word Fortnite used now. Why? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what a screamer of a question. Um... That was it. No, I've, I've realised uh, what that was, actually. So I selected that question just because it sounded like, what, what have you put that for? I think actually my original tweet said, this Fortnite's podcast oh. or this Fortnite's. So... Uh, so Ghost McGonaz, really thrown off by the word Fortnite. Fortunately, I did bring a backup question. Hey! Also, different spelling I, of Fortnite. I, I think I get it, because Fortnite the video game, yeah. and Fortnite the measurement of time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Different spelling, and also different I think spelling. the term Fortnite, as in two weeks, is uh, far less common in North America, perhaps just in the is. US, than it is in, yeah. in the UK. Anyway, that was just an observation made uh, by Ghost McGonas. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Ghost. Fortunately, Luke Tromans is here, at uh, BlueBoysFeel232 on Twitter, nice. who asks, when is episode 50 coming? Um, oh, that's a very good question, actually. A, a fairly simple answer for this, which is just whenever the three of us can get together, really. Yeah. We wanted to hold off on 50 uh, until... Until we were ready. Until we could all get together and do a an in-person episode because mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was like pretty much just around the time of the peak of the the problem uh, yes. we were planning on doing it and i was like yeah travel's not really a, a no. thing at the minute is it no so we'll just skip episode 50 yeah um it'll happen at some point mm-hmm. it will. no immediate plans but i think things are starting to loosen up a bit now and travel is actually a thing so yeah watch out open your ears and eyes it'll be out there someday it'll happen. be here soon yeah um, so I'll do my thing now. Okay. Uh, so I've I've moved back to Newcastle. Um, been at my been at my family home for f- like five months. Um, God. And in fact, I don't know if uh, I've been experimenting with hanging up duvets and stuff when I've been recording things for Triple Jump. I've not actually got a duvet hanging up now. So apologies if I sound a little bit echoey today uh, in the in the podcast. Um, but that aside. Uh, I was welcomed back with open arms to Newcastle. Um, the second night that I slept in this flat, I think it was, I had the window open because it's been you know, it's been quite warm. <laughs> and uh, Ben and Mikey, you'll both know that outside of the the sort of back window from my flat, there's a kind of pathway that goes between <laughs> two buildings. It's like an alleyway, but it's sort of raised up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and. You do get a few ne'er do wells there at sort of three o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! And uh, so I had the window open. It was it was dark and hot, and we heard from the spooky the spooky pathway. You've seen the price of calls forty quid a gram, <laughs> and then just silence. And we sort of glanced at each other, and whoever this was wasn't getting a response. And then there was a bit more silence, and then it was. You've seen the price of calls forty quid a gram. <laughs> Just this, a second time. So I thought, what is this? Is, is there a man on the phone complaining about the price of whatever coals are? Um, I looked I mean, out the window. Only, there's only one thing that's a certain price per gram. I yeah, think. no, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I looked out the window and uh, he was just standing there by himself. Um, he didn't have his phone. He was just sort of standing around. Oh. Uh, and all he had in, in one hand, he had like a pull-along wheelie case, like a little one. And in the other hand, he had a very large bin bag that was tied in a knot and had something sort of big and heavy in it. It was a very saggy bag. 
Um, <laughs> so he said that, and then just complete silence. And I was watching him through a little crack in the curtains for a while. And after a good minute or two, he sort of kind of went, wait, oh, 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 oh. And then, <laughs> and then just walked away. That was it. <laughs> sort of did a weird oh, oh, oh thing. Wow. So that's a very good impression. Thanks. Goodness. I sort of laughed at the end, but yeah, that was it. So we didn't know what was going on, but it was, you know, it was welcome back to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus. It sounds like he, he learned firsthand why something is however much a gram. Yeah. Well, I think that's what he'd been on. I hope, I hope he got his money's worth. But so I immediately <laughs> took to the internet to hmm. find out specifically what coals refer to. Um, at a guess, I probably would have thought like crack or something um but i saw one reference i think to black cocaine which is apparently oh, something okay. i don't know what they do oh. to it to make it black uh, i think i saw one reference on the internet to that sometimes being called coals but really if you went to all the like main websites where they give like drug health and safety advice and say you know don't do it they tend to list like street names for drugs and couldn't find coals anywhere so it must be a, quite a local northeast you know <laughs> mining city yeah. sort of thing um so i immediately uh decided well this week on the podcast i want to do uh, a quiz for you lads on street names for recreational substances okay Ooh, brilliant so i found an article from the guardian.com it was written in 2018 um and they said, the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, has published its annual report on slang terms for drugs. Then there's a bit more stuff and now a quiz. Uh, <laughs> multiple choice. Which of these does the DEA list as a slang term for cocaine? Skinny Levi's, <laughs> flea market jeans, or stonewashed denim? What? I've never um... heard any of those before. <laughs> Me neither. Keep in mind, obviously, this I, I, it's the DEA American, if it's administration, yeah. it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So, you know, it's not British terms, despite my accent that I'm doing. But <laughs> either way, which which of those are cocaine? Do you want the answers again? <laughs> yes, please. Skinny Levi's, flea market jeans, or stonewashed denim? <laughs> oh, I'm going to... I'm going to guess... Was it skinny Levi's? Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess skinny Levi's. Okay. I'm thinking stonewashed denim. Okay. The answer is flea market jeans. Oh. What? Apparently. <laughs> flea market jeans? What? So I close. mean, like, that's a good way to disguise your, your buying of drugs. I'm getting some flea market jeans. No one would bat an eyelid at that. Yeah. This quiz is great, and I love that it's all been taken directly from a DEA like you know published article because these don't sound real uh it sounds like the the cake thing from uh brass eye, brass eye yeah. uh added to the list in 2018 which drug does the slang term god's flesh refer to god's flesh god's flesh magic mushrooms cannabis or steroids that's gotta be mushrooms oh, i'm gonna say steroids it's magic mushrooms ah. there we go Nice. Question three. If someone asked you for... There's a, there's a picture of Bernie Sanders here, and it says, if, if someone asked you for Bernie's gold dust, what would they want? MDMA, cocaine, or a tuition-free college education, it says. <laughs> well done, Guardian. Oh, damn. Uh, it was one of them MDMA. Yeah. That one? 
Yeah, I'm going to say MDMA as well. Cocaine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we've got a choice of five here. Which of these is not listed as a term for MDMA or ecstasy? Dancing shoes, disco biscuits, (laughs) hug drug, very jolly rancher, and Scooby snacks. Oh, those are great. (laughs) I can't believe four of them are real. Yeah. (laughs) Very jolly rancher. I I think that's too wordy. Yeah, you want some Jolly Rancher? It's very jolly. You're correct. Hey. It's very Jolly Rancher. Well done. Nice. Go get some Scooby Snacks. Imagine if the guy behind your flat, you see how much Scooby Snacks are now. 40 quid a gram. There's five questions left. Uh, which of these FM radio favourites is also a slang term from GHB? I don't even know what that question means. Uh, or for GHB, I guess it means. Uh, yeah. Bruno Mars, Maroon 5, or Sam Smith? <laughs> Maroon 5? I'm going to say Bruno Mars. He seems like the kind. Who's got my Bruno Mars CD? You're correct. <laughs> Yes. It says the DEA doesn't provide any further information about the terms, but a post on the crowdsource website Urban Dictionary claims a Bruno Mars is a four mil dose of GHB in a shot glass with citrus juice. Wow. Uh, Orange or tropical are preferred. That's amazing. (laughs) Broccoli, cabbage, shrimp and blue cheese are all names for (laughs) cannabis, cat or synthetic cannabinoids oh that's a tricky one um read out the answers again cannabis cat or synthetic cannabinoids broccoli cabbage shrimp and blue cheese because everything sounds right except for shrimp what the fuck shrimp (laughs) i'm gonna go synthetic cannabinoids (laughs) synthetic I'm, i'm gonna go regular old weedy weedy oh you're doing well mikey yeah it's regular weedy weedy shrimp uh the article adds, Chinese buffet, meanwhile, is slang for white heroin. Oh, oh thanks, Guardian. Great. Hey, there we go. Yeah, shrimp, seemingly. Uh, question seven. Another term added in 2018. What is a love flip? Uh, doing cocaine while on opiates, doing ketamine while on acid or LSD, or yep. doing peyote uh, while on MDMA, or is it it's peyote or... Peyote, yeah. It's those flowers from GTA. <laughs> yeah, the little little cactuses that make you transform into a bird. Pe- I think it's like pe- peyote or something. Flip. What was the first one? Cocaine on opiates. I'm gonna go for that one. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say, was it LSD and MDMA? Uh, ketamine on LSD. Oh, ketamine or... on LSD. Yeah. Yeah, it was the third one. Doing what? Peyote or peyote while on MDMA. Peyote. Really. Yeah. Pute. Pute. Uh, question eight. If you asked a dealer for white girls, what would you get? Arrested. Mo- yeah, <laughs> definitely. Xanax, Molly, or Chardonnay? Chardonnay? Chardonnay, sorry. Yeah, I don't know if that means literal Chardonnay or if that's a double-layered street. <laughs> yeah, is that another euphemism? <laughs> Xanax, Molly, or Chardonnay? White girls. Molly. I'm, I'm thinking Xanax. It's Xanax. Ooh. Oh, wow. Why are they called girls? Don't look like women. Not sure. Not I, sure. I did. I did Google shrimp weed. It looks like it's it's a certain strain called jumbo shrimp, and it looks horrifying. Oh wow! Look at that. <laughs> That's like something from God Pacific Rim. It's it looks like it should have eyes. I don't like it. Yeah. 
That would send you to the moon. It would, yeah. Uh, which of these is not a type of synthetic cannabinoid? I hope I'm saying that right, but <laughs> you try reading it. Uh, potpourri, froyo, or hipster? I'm going to say the middle one. I could see potpourri being something, and hipster just sounds right. Froyo. Mm. Froyo. Ben, you got. A... Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. Froyo. It is. It's Froyo. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Uh, last question. Which of these is dealer slang for one kilogram? Is it a can of paint, a bottle of soda, or a pint of bitter? A <laughs> uh, bottle of soda. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, it must be a bottle of soda. That makes sense. It was a can of paint. What? Ah. Can of paint. I guess it just depends on the size of the can. Yeah. <laughs> Extra kilos worth of paint. <laughs> there we go. So wow. we all learned something except what Coles means. So <laughs> if there's anyone from the Northeast who's big into drugs <laughs> listening right now, please let me know on social media uh, either what <laughs> Coles means or if you're aware of the going rate of something being 40 quid a gram. Yeah, why are they so expensive now? What's that about? What yeah, hell? don't it's know. Thatcher, isn't it? Yeah, Bullshit. bloody Thatcher. Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, thank you. We're all we're all professional drug boys now. We could go to any yeah. dealer in the world and get whatever we wanted. Yeah, I'll have Incredible. a I'll have a can of paints worth of uh, very jolly rancher, please. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us on to the final question. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from Addy at two Addy underscore P on Twitter, you're given a super important suitcase that you need to hide for a year because some powerful bad people are looking for it. Where do you hide it so that no one can ever find it, but you still have to check on it and get back to it so you can't just, like, chuck it in the sea, he says. <laughs> Fair enough. Hmm. Um, I'd probably stick it in the quarries. <laughs> yeah? And where they used to keep the dynamite. Yeah. Where would I keep my big suitcase of coal? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably leave it at my parents'. Mm-hmm. Just put it in the loft. Yeah. Could you could you trust them not to look in it? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think my parents would get um get too interested. So would you not worry about the big bads maybe coming and and tearing your parents' house apart to, to find true. it? True. Well, I mean, would they would they know where it is? Maybe not, but they might. Surely they would come to me. Well, they might come to you, and when you've not got it, they might they might try your family and friends. I don't know. But I guess they'd try that anyway, whether it was there or not. So, Yeah, it sounds like a lot of hard work on their part, mm. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put my suitcase under the cheese heater at the chill grill, because they apparently never fucking use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't anymore. Not anymore. No, rest in peace, chill grill. But Oh, yeah, so that's out of the question. Shit. Hmm. Oh. No, that's a really good question. Where would you hide something if you want to be out of sight? But you still have to access it. Idiot's room at the Ogs Curse. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I could, I could probably just like go in the office, into the basement, shug it in a corner, and it would probably never be disturbed again. Yeah. It would just be in the background of the occasional like hat film sketch or something. <laughs> but, yeah. What? What's in the body, Addy? What's? I mean, what's in the bag? Oh, I think I kind of finished answer, the sentence you there. Answered your question, then. Mm, yeah. yeah. Addy, please don't. Just get help. Don't be hiding suitcases in family houses or whatnot. Yeah. Stop it. Get some help. Stop, stop it. Get yeah. some help. Yeah, I guess we need more information in future. Um, let us know what's in the case and maybe that'll change everything, you know. Uh, but there we go. That's that for now. Uh, I, guess, I guess the idea was that you've been handed this case. You don't know anything about it. You've been told to hide it. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I, I, well, actually, you know, there's a little, There's a, in, in one of the rooms in the office, there is a, 
an entrance to the ceiling. I could probably just bung it up there. Although apparently people do go up there every once in a while, so maybe that's not the best place. Didn't they get mm. squirrels up there once or something? Or rats? It felt, yeah, you could definitely hear rats in the ceiling, which is great fun. Mm. Yeah. Impending fear of a rat falling on you. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you. Lovely. To, to the two of you and to the five or six questioners. Yeah. Thank you all. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hey, did you know that if you went to store.yogscast.com, you could find some Vidiot slash Podiot's merch? Isn't that right, Michael? Oh, boy, you are absolutely right. What an array of wondrous merch we've got. And if you haven't bought any yet, what are you doing? And to sweeten the deal, if you use code Vidiot's at checkout, that is code Vidiot's, you'll get 10% off everything on the Yogscast store. Everything! And the best yeah. thing is, uh, it comes from a, an independent like supplier, so it's not being stored in the rat ceiling. Uh-huh. Or mm. rooms with rats above. <laughs> and if, you, if, you, if you're very, very polite, and ask nicely in the order notes for, for a gram of coal, <laughs> I'm sure they could hook you up. It will cost an extra £40, though. <laughs> it will. Can you believe 40 quid? Uh, yes, please do go look at our merch. It's it's lovely, it's comfortable, and you can even put your drink in one of them. Isn't it amazing? Hmm. Whoa. Whoa. Incredible. God. We're also available on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Vidiots official. official, as well as Twitch.tv official. forward slash Vidiots official. We do streams there sometimes. Hey, so what about that uh, that pod squad, huh? Oh, that beautiful, beautiful pod squad. Mm. So, so cool. Did you know that if you wanted to support us financially, you could do over at streamlabs.com forward slash, forward slash poddy its donations and donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Here is your pod squad one last time for this week. Finn Tristam, the cunning linguist, the ever generous cunning linguist, Lord Brotovich, Tommy the wank engine. I never went to poo poo Java or Java something with a J. Dobri Vecha Pani Podiotov. Very generous. Thank you. And have fun with your journey. Mm. Why the hell are you doing that, you madman? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Scodes, Specky Becky, and Sexy, Unctuous Little Mudbath. The very generous. Call me Alex. The Jinkle. What looked at TP? Kevin from Con. What a wonderful Will and Willy. Uh, Axel's Alive 95. Long Crunchy Carrot. L. Brotovich loves Louis J. Weber. Freddie Weber's Wallows Come. Big Titty Lightning <laughs> McQueef. Uh, Lightning McQueef, it's been typoed. Flaccid Wilson. Donna C. Please Love Me, I'm So Alone. And Pooba Eats. Oh. There's also at Porridge Boy on Twitter. Myman Silla. Perigiates. Cal Jogo the Hobo with a Phono. The CG. Just have a talk. Shreddy Murphy, Uncle Chucklefucker, Queef Sweat, Mercenary Prostitute, Extra 50s Worth of Monica, Superberto, Ami Dosange, BF Forums Gas Provider, and Drowning Bandicoot Fetish. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, but wait, hang on. There's still more, because some of you naughty boys and girls and others are still using the old forward slash vidiots official link. Luckily, we've caught it this time, but we don't usually do it, so please make sure you're donating to Podiot's donations. We start with the very generous Noor Sam Devad, who says, I've been a huge fan of you guys from the name redundant days, and I love your content here on Vidiots and at New Ventures. Just wanted to finally put something forward to the things I love. Although Vidiots has changed... I still love the podcast. Thank you very Aww. much, Noel Sam. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, there's also Trunter's Turkey Twizzlers and 
someone's flipping daughter. <laughs> it's a very rude word, that. It's the worst word ever. Go on, Peter, don't be a coward. Oh, uh, you want me to... All right, then. You can do it. Yeah, go on. Could you see what your daughter's done? Your cunting daughter! <laughs> For those who don't know, it's a reference to it's it's a line from what was it, The Exorcist? Yes, something. I think yeah. so. Ah, of course. And also, very big thank you to Schnack, who was generous and said, "Been listening in your various guises for years, but not been able to donate so far. Has been saving for a deposit for my first home. I am now in and Ooh. wanted to pass some cheer on to you three wonderful chaps. Memory cards is the best thing on YouTube, no doubt. <laughs> thank you, Schnacks. Congratulations on your home ownership. Yeah, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, you've escaped the eternal hellhole that." is renting well done yeah, absolutely and expect to hear this short recording in its entirety again at the end of the episode <laughs> yeah just with their messages still included me <laughs> saying that word again oh boy yeah body it's donations lovely now now back to the the present tense once more that's streamlabs.com forward slash body it's donations thank you very much mikey where can people find you I'm at Parrot Boy on the tweeters where I do things like post pictures of the new ferrets we get because apparently that just happens every week <laughs> <laughs> and I will be streaming again soon at some point. I keep I think I've said that for the last month, haven't I? <laughs> but it, it, it's, it will be kicking up again soon. It's just um, been a busy few weekends with family visiting and whatnot. So nice. maybe, maybe uh, well, actually, you know, by the time this episode goes out, this will be outdated, but perhaps Friday the... 21st you might have seen a stream from me you never wow. know Ooh, spooky oh, he's been a busy boy he's got a new dangerous weapon to look after so yes <laughs> come on us rip him out my trousers and fling him at someone peter where can people find us they can find us at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude on twitter but more importantly at team Ooh. triple jump on twitter and facebook but also on youtube and twitch where we're doing uh live streams we're doing video game semi-journalistic content and lists, but also Vidiot-style shows too, including Prove It and uh, Worst Games Ever and Piece of Cake, which is now Rules Boss, and so on and so forth. Go check it out. Nice. Absolutely. Finally, leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Do we have a final question for the show? If you had to invent a new street name for a drug, which drug and what would you name it? Yeah. Okay. I like Very it. Very good. Very yeah. good. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.